the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. I'm already laughing. Hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Y'all know why I'm in a good mood? Why I'm already laughing rolling into hour two? Because I got Colonel Kurt Schlichter on the line. It's been a while since he's been on the Andrea K. Show, and he's got a new book coming out that y'all definitely going to want to read. It's called We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America. And he is back on the AK Show to talk about that and more. Hello, Colonel Schlichter. Welcome back. Oh, Andrea K, the AK forty-seven, <laughs> lock and load. <laughs> That's right, baby, and I know how to use it. I actually, I have a Remington that uh, that I actually keep under my bed at night, and it's been known to chase off a few. So um, the left is trying to take it, but you know, I ain't coughing it up from my cold dead hands, yeah, they're, man. They're yeah, they're not getting it. You know, typical. Let's see. Uh, freaking mutated weirdo with uh, uh, stupid tattoos and a bizarre rap career and uh, decides to go on a shooting spree and hurt people. I think it's important that the rest of us be disarmed. <laughs> exactly. Well, it, it makes sense if what you care about isn't human life because Democrats don't. Because uh, I, I got to tell you, Andrew, uh, the site of Chicago Democrats angry because a Democrat in the Democrat town shot other Democrats. I'm not buying it. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out what the difference is between Chicago proper and Highland Park. Is there a difference there? Is there some factor that's a little different uh, uh, between this uh, uh, one-off massacre and the regular massacre that takes place in Democrat Chicago? I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Well, well, I got an answer for you, man. I got an answer for you, man, it, and it's called uh, a skin color of the shooter. Let's just uh, say it. Because it, Cam- it, they brought it, in Kamala. They brought in Kamala tonight, bless their hearts, in Highland Park. Um, okay, next, thing so, we know, next thing we know, they're going to be bringing in Reverend Al. Well, you know, it's not like Kamala would take things lying. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Kamala. Did she go there last weekend? When five or six uh, African American kids were shot. No, no she didn't. Or the weekend before. Or no. the weekend before. No, that's my point. That's my point. In fact, Chicago, I think Chicago had more people killed over Fourth of July weekend. Um, still in the, the downtown or, you know, Chicago proper than what happened in Highland Park, New York City, oh, yeah. the same thing. In fact, this was the 309th mass shooting 
in the U.S. this year in 2022 alone, as defined by four or more victims. And we, and the reality is, as well as they know, because they created it, we've got a cultural problem in this country. Look, I, I, you know, I grew up in the South. I've told this story many times. And half the boys I went to high school with rode up in their trucks with their loaded gun racks in the back because they came fresh from whatever hunting they were doing at 3 a.m. And then we're going to go back to it after they left at the school day. And not one time did those guns get hop off the rack and go start shooting up anybody. And neither did any of those boys. We've churned out. We don't have men anymore being churned out out of society anymore from our schools. We are now churning out these little 20-year-old wig-wearing or rainbow-colored haired little freaks who, um, because we don't teach, we've removed God from society. We've gotten them addicted to these devices, Schlichter, pumping them with violence and porn. And this is, this is, this is oh, the... And, and medications. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You're right. Uh, look, I mean, uh, and they're told all the time by predominantly female teachers that, uh, you know, men are bad, men are bad, men are bad. Uh, uh, men need to be raised both by men and women. Mm-hmm. And the men apparently are nowhere to be seen, at least not in public schools. And they're told masculinity is bad. Shut up, sit down. You'll never be anything. Here, go anesthetize yourself with, uh, uh, you know, Internet porn and video games. Well, then it also justifies uh, uh, women... Uh with abortions, right, too, because, you know, basically they they run men off and tell men they don't have they you're not respecting women or, you know, it's it's they're manufacturing crises here. You know, if you're if you're if you're going to be telling men all day long that they're worthless, they're this or that you're going to run them down, then, you know, they're going to they're going to act according to how you're you're what you expect of them. Right. Am I getting to am I getting to in the weeds psychologically here? No, I think you're, you're right. It's like you read my book. Look, male energy. And look, there is to- there is such thing as toxic masculinity. Masculinity is is creation and destruction. That's what men do. Mm, women, yeah. in general, and women have a, a different thing. They nurture, they grow. In general, not not completely, not every second. I'm talking in, in generalities. But when you take the ability of males to create, and you take their ability to destroy, that is. To engage in conflict, uh, uh, which doesn't mean to necessarily need to be, vi- uh, you know, uh, uh, like uh, negatively violent. It could be some like sports or business or something else. Uh, what, what do you have left? Mm-hmm. Well, you see, you you see this little freak in nature, right? Yeah, and you know, uh, you have an article out on Town Hall where you're talking about the military. And, you know, it, and, and in your article about the military, the establishment is running out of cannon fodder for its woke military. You talk about how, you know, the, it, the issue isn't the boots on the ground. It's the leadership. And this is the worst leadership we've ever had in, in our U.S. military oh, okay. history. And that's why recruitment is down. I also think recruitment is down because we're not churning out men anymore. Men who want to save the, the world. The men who, w- what happened to the men that when oh, World I, War II. I, I, I think you're wrong there in the sense that they all want to do that. They've just been told they can't. And they've been punished for trying. Okay. Let's, it, and, and they've been broken in spirit. But you, you know I was in the military. You know I was actually a commander down in San Diego and mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Uh, there, there may be folks I work with listening to me. Um, these are great folks. And the military was a great institution. But the leadership is broken. Now, here's a little secret for military leaders, whether you're a senior officer or a senior non-commissioned officer, uh, 
there are no bad cohort, cohorts of soldiers. Okay, there's no bad groups of soldiers. They're all roughly the same. There are bad leaders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of my jobs uh, uh, in the military was to go and fix units. And I always did, not because I'm some great, you know, super military guy who knew all the secrets and stuff. You practice basic leadership. Leadership 101. Nothing. I didn't invent nothing. Okay? Mm-hmm. You go in there. You, you, you give clear direction. You uphold standards. Uh, you give and demand loyalty uh, uh, to each other. And your unit will improve. And that's not what our leaders are doing. Our leaders have betrayed our troops. They're throwing out guys who are uh, who refuse to take this unproven, uh, uh, potentially ineffective vaccine. And when I say ineffective, I mean it doesn't do what it was promised to do. It was you, they, you won't get you won't get COVID with this. Uh, you won't be able to pass it on. Well, now it's gone back to well, it may help you a little, not get quite so sick. Mm-hmm. Again, honesty. Hey. This vaccine, it'll keep you from getting too sick. It's not going to stop you from getting it, but if you do get it, you probably won't get that sick. Yeah, they didn't oh, okay. bill it as a, they didn't bill it as a therapeutic. They billed it as as you got to stay in your home and keep your yeah, business shut down. And you can't go to church until we get the shot because yeah, yeah because you know it will stop you from getting and giving it. We're talking to Kurt Schlichter, author of the book. We'll be back: The Fall and Rise of America. Um, so. How do we rise again? Because let me tell you, the thing is, is about the military. I and I'm the daughter of two Marines. I always envisioned was always taught that um, it wasn't just our Second Amendment rights that would stop us from from an overreaching government, but that the U.S. military had um, their their allegiance was to the U.S. Constitution, not even necessarily to the commander in chief. And that it would be the U.S. military that would stand in the gap and protect us against the against the country against a government that was coming for us. I no longer feel confident in that. Well, look, I, 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 I hear you. And I wrote about it in We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America. There, there are two chapters on there about what happens in civil conflict. Some people may call it civil war, but it's really a spectrum, everything from the large-scale urban uh, ideological insurgencies of the early 70s with the Weather Underground or some Yemenese Liberation Army or the Black Panthers, all the way up to actual maneuver forces in contact on the uh, uh, continental United States. And I, I talk about all those scenarios. I lever, leverage in my experience, my uh, time at the Army War College, and look at that and, and talk about how something like that could happen. Now, do I think it will? No, I don't. And, and I'm not one of those guys eager for it. I walked around in the ruins of a civil war in the Balkans. I saw what happens. I saw na- where neighbors killed neighbors. Mm. Uh, it's pretty bad. And, uh, and, and it is not something to think about lightly, but I wanted to take people into it and show them what it means. And, you know, I write novels, uh, so I, I weaved in some stories of individual people. Not that, you know, I, I didn't want to just sit up there at the blackboard going, here, X, Y, and Z would happen. I wanted to show them with a story of, say, a mom. How does a mom feed her kids mm-hmm. when uh, uh, there are forces fighting and food can't move? Right. And the supply chain really breaks down, even even worse than under Buttigieg. How does that happen? How does it affect <laughs> normal people? Well, how do we rise again? I mean, you know, there's a, I'm hearing from people every day that are like, look, in, in 15, 16 months, man, Biden has just all but destroyed us. And we, we you know, and if and 
they're even taking back the the both houses of Congress in the midterms isn't going to save us because it's a long way to 2024. Yeah, look, it's Rome wasn't built in a day. And uh, it wasn't burned down in a day either. It's going to take time. And we as conservatives need to stop thinking emotionally. I get very tired of the press because we're doomed. Okay, you're no help. <laughs> get out of my way. I don't, need to hear, I don't need to hear your loser talk. I need people who are going to uh, get in there and do something. Yeah. And even if it doesn't succeed, it will succeed. Do we have even, enough? You know, right. Uh, Look, we're not going to get beat by these losers, these nose-pierced, green-haired weenies running around shouting their abortion. They're going to beat us? Yeah. No. When we wake up, we win. We woke up, and we got Glenn Young in it. We woke up, we got Donald Trump in the first time. Yeah. Yeah, and we're we're winning local races. And you know who we got? We got Mayra Flores down in Texas, right? We got rid of, and I I say we, I didn't participate, but San Francisco got rid of Ches, uh, Chesa Boudin. So, um, you know, the restoration to, um, back to the states and and a variety of the different SCOTUS decisions, really, it could be, we need to see it as a fork in the road. We need to see it as a new opportunity for this country, and we need to maximize it and go forward. There's there's huge opportunity, uh, and we 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 haven't lost you. You actually put your finger on a, a, a major major trend that the Democrats are so terrified about the mainstream media doesn't even talk about. If you look at uh, if you look at the numbers, Latinx Americans are now split evenly between Republican and Democrat. Mm-hmm. Uh, as time goes on, more will become Republican. Uh, faithful family-oriented, ultra-patriotic. These are natural Republicans, and they are coming home to the right party. The Democrats counted on them. Mm -hmm. The Democrats thought, this is a group that we're going to keep under our thumb. We're going to keep them, you know, they're they're immigrants. We're not going to let them move up. They're going to need us. They're going to come to us, and then they're going to vote our way. Instead, they went out and worked their way up and succeeded in America, and they want to be part of, of the party of success, not the party of handouts, and and uh, groomers, right? Yeah. Look, the 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 Latin com- Im- immigrant population, but we also the Asian population. It was the Asians in San Francisco that got rid of Chesa Boudin. It was the Asians that also got rid of recalled three and almost an entire school board up there because of the discrimination that was going on in the schools against Asian students. Uh, they are a, even a more natural partner to the to the Republican Party than than the Democrats are, and we just have not been reaching out to them. They are all about um, opportunity and working hard and ambition. They're not about entitlement right they're about head down you know legs grinding and we need to be reaching out to them and we've got a great opportunity uh 30 seconds before before we go um you still trump in 2024 um yunkin is making i am a winner of the uh primary i want to see a primary i want to see a primary uh donald trump needs a primary to get him sharp and we need a primary to see if Donald Trump's the right guy. Remember, seven years ago, he came down the escalator. Mm-hmm. Is his vision still valid? Has he changed with the times? Is he going to make the same mistakes he made during his uh, uh, you know, first term? Because he did make mistakes. Uh, I don't believe in being easy on politicians. Trump has to earn it. He has to prove it to me. 
The loyalty does not go from me to Donald Trump. Thanks to, and they're genuine thanks. I actually wrote a book about Donald Trump and defended him. But I don't owe him loyalty. He's a politician. He owes me loyalty. Right. And he needs to prove he is the right guy. And if he proves it, I will be his number one supporter. And if he fails to, I will support the Republican nominee. All right. Tell everybody where they can get the book. When is it coming out? I don't think it's coming out. It's to coming the- out Tuesday. Okay. A week from today. A week from today. The book is We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America. And Kurt Sch- Colonel Kurt Schlichter will be back Thursday. We're going to have him again. You're getting a two for this week. I know. I saw it. You're like, you're coming on Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, I don't get you because on often I, enough. You know I'm a San Diego guy. I went to UCSD. Yes, I do know that. So you've got Back connections Thursday. down here, even though you're now okay. up in La La Land. All right, yeah. my dear. Well, you have have a good rest of your night, and we'll talk. we'll talk at you Thursday. Can't wait. All right, honey. Uh, now, Schlichter's up from by way of La La Land. And speaking of La La Land, that's where he lives now. Um, you know, it's actually, have we had some conversions from some big name liberals coming more towards the conservative end? We're going to share that news with you when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, you know the left has gone too far with their insanity of pushing the OBGTQ stuff when, when they've lost Bette Midler. She tweeted out on Sunday something that was actually right on. And so much so that that's why she's getting absolutely ripped and they're trying to cancel her. She tweeted out on uh, Sunday, all caps, women of the world, we are being stripped of our rights over our bodies, our lives, and even our name. They don't call us women anymore. They call us birthing people or menstruators and even people with vaginas. Don't let them erase you. Every human on earth owes you. And, well, I don't agree with the thing about being stripped over the rights of our bodies because, first of all, that's stupid. Pay attention to what happened. You still have the right to vote. If you're obsessed with being able, by the way, you're too old to, to you know, stripped of your rights over what, lady? You're in, you're in your, what, your 70s now? Come on. Um, that aside, that stupidity aside, you have the right women to have control over your bodies. It starts with birth control and who you decide to have sex with. And then on top of it, you still get to decide at the local level through your vote whether or not what happens with, uh, you know, uh, your right to kill your child over abortion. But what I do like about the tweet is she says they don't call us women anymore. They call us birthing people or menstruators and even pe- people with vaginas. Absolutely true. This is about the um, the destruction of actual women in the course of their cultural Marxist movement. And it's about time that some of the people on the left started, uh, you know, speaking out about it because you know what? She's got a daughter. Maybe she's concerned about what it's going to mean for her daughter. I don't know why she decided to finally wake up. But at some point, I mean, I, we, you know, it's it's shocking to me that we don't have a greater percentage of Americans being willing to scream about this. We don't even have enough conservatives at least the conservatives in positions of leadership, like in Congress, being willing to say what she's saying here. Of course, she it, she was met with the 
backlash, someone said, Bet, you started your career in bathhouses and were it like the first prides. You should know better than this tweet, which demonizes trans people for no reason. She did not demonize trans people. She didn't say anything about the people who've decided to call themselves a she when they're a he. It was pro-woman, period. What she said was, it, it, what she what she was calling out was this anti-woman movement, the decision that is to push down actual real women in order to elevate biological males who want to live their life as women. If you are a man and you want to call yourself a woman or a young man, nobody's telling you you can't do that. But what give, But what we have a problem with is your attempt to erase women. She's absolutely right. This is about erasing women. This is about some guy deciding he wants to call himself Leah. And now because he wants to call himself Leah, um, the other girl, the, the actual girls who spent their entire lives as biological girls competing as biological girls now have to have their dreams stripped away from them and them being erased by a male. It's a, a better way that Bette Midler should have put it would be to say that the feminist movement no longer exists. And as I've said to LBG before the T thing came around, I said to my gay and lesbian friends, look, your movement is not about civil rights for anybody when your goal is to take it away from somebody else. And that's what's going on here. What's happening is that women are having their rights stripped. And I'm not talking about the right to, for abortion because that's a separate human being and separate DNA. But our rights to live as women are being completely trampled with this insanity. And this has everything to do with that shooter. In, in Highland Park. We, you know, wokeism is the perfect way for the left to try to gain control because it's not rooted in principles. It's not rooted in integrity. It's only rooted in complete, abject insanity. And when you strip away common sense and reasoning to the point to where you, you, you're, not, you're no longer believing in male or female, you're gone. We can't, we can't con- continue as a society when we are so off the rails. There's the, the real mental health problem in this country is this. This is where the real mental health problem is. When you're, be- when you're actually believing that men can have babies, that men menstruate, when you're actually believing in crap like non-binary, just makes me so angry. Somebody went on to say, No, don't fall for the anti-trans panic fake nonsense. No one is erasing women. In a few small healthcare cases where appropriate, where appropriate, they're using trans inclusive language. There's no healthcare case. There's nothing about healthcare involved here. Mutilating bodies isn't healthcare any more than abortion is. Mutilating children is child abuse. This isn't going to end well for the libs either. Go woke, you go broke. I'm going to take a break. We come back. Libs of TikTok shared a story that has to do with the far left woke LBGT some queer business I don't even know what the definition of queer means some queer run business got taken out by their more woke employees it doesn't make sense does it no it doesn't but it's true and it's happening and we're going to share it with you when we come back from the break AK dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K whatever you call her she's on the answer San Diego so the uh, friends or family of this Brittany Griner has sent a letter to uh, Joe Biden 
uh, might have been from Griner herself saying, hey, uh, you know, uh, get me out of here. We're going to be discussing that in the next segment. Should I care? Anybody out there, do you guys care about Brittany Griner? What happens to Brittany Griner out there? Is there any re- reason why America should care? Well, we're going to sh- we're going to we're going to discuss that uh, when we come back, because, of course, you know, the uh, the left is trying to say, hey, you know, it's only because, you know, um, she's gay and she's black that she's being left over there in Russia. So uh, we'll be discussing that in the next break. But lips of TikTok, which is the, the only reason to be on Twitter, by the way, um, actually is reporting on a, quote, queer owned business. <laughs> I love this story. You want to know why? Because that saying, go woke, go broke, um, is absolutely true. And in this case, it's happened to a couple of business owners that would, that thought they were about as woke as it could get. Here's the story. Um, I don't know what queer owned means. I literally don't know because I, I, I don't, maybe you can Google that for me, Skins, and tell me what the definition of queer means. But here's a queer owned business that was shut down by their employees for not being woke enough. You're calling yourself queer-owned and you're still not woke enough? Houston, we got a problem. The company is Mina's World. It was a cafe in Phil. This is a story out of Philadelphia, by the way, that prided itself in being, quote, queer-owned, and in, it's now officially gone. It wasn't woke enough for their, for their employees, and it ended up being shuttered and shut down. It was owned by Kate Egghart and Sonam Parikh, Two queer activists who started Mina's in an effort to create an inclusive coffee coffee shop. So the whole purpose of this business being started was inclusivity, right? Uh, their employees, though, began to claim that they are anti-black and, quote, gentrifiers. And a gentrifier, I do know what this term means because it's described here in the article. It's a woke term used to describe those who purposefully contribute to the displacement of low-income families. So I don't know how these two, and if you if you Google this story, you can see the owners. Uh, one's in like rainbow hair, the other one. I mean, there's nothing about these two that uh, say that um, connote anything having to do with gentrification, okay? Uh, Mina's World was located just around the corner from Malcolm X Park in Philadelphia, so I don't see how that could be considered gentrification. And they employed almost entirely minority voters, right? And in, in, in which case, an argument could be made that they were discriminatory against non-minority people, against white people in their, in their hiring practices. However, none of that was good enough for these people. None of that was good enough for their employees. Um, Parikh, one of the owners, um, prior to the allegations from the employees, one of the owners spoke to Bon Appetit about the opening and said, quote, white ownership neglected to protect that when she worked at different coffee shops, white ownership neglected to protect their black and trans employees. I knew there needed to be a space where you could have an amazingly made cup of coffee that's not whitewashed. It doesn't get more anti-white, more woke, more anti-gentrification then these owners, I mean, what else could the left possibly be wanting from them? Two years later now, the business is has been completely out um, because they employees accuse them of employer opposition and anti-blackness. Here's their statement. According to them, we are facing systemic employer opposition, manipulation, abuse of power, exploitation, anti-blackness, ableism, hostility and complete disregard for our livelihoods. We are reaching out. I don't even know what most of that means. I mean, you know, complete disregard for our livelihoods. Ableism. 
Is there somebody there that's handicapped and they don't have handicap access? What does this even mean here? We are reaching out to the larger community with hopes of building power and capacity in this fight. We hope we can count on you to act as co-conspirators. We are asking that you amplify our collective, share statements of support, and further mobilize community support towards our collective liberation. Does that does that not sound just like something straight out of Karl Marx? Right. Um, they put their list of grievances out there, which included anti-blackness in a multitude of forms and occasions, ableism in the form of inaccessibility, et cetera, et cetera, with no, with no explanation of two et ceteras they put in there, by the way. No, I don't know. I guess that means it's doubly bad. I don't know. Exploitation of labor and denial of promised wage increases. See, where I come from, if somebody promises you a raise and you don't get it, you quit and you go to someplace else. You don't then try to hold a gun to the company's head to try to give them to give you, make you give them, make them give you more money. Um, Their other grievances was manipulation. No definition of what that meant. Uh, Lack of financial transparency. Now, Skins, can you explain to me why any employee would be complaining about financial transparency? You don't have a right to see the books. Right? If I if I ever I've worked for mom and pop places, I didn't walk in and say, hey, show me show me what you got in a bank account. Show me how much money you got. Who do these people think they are? Another of their grievances is tokenism, uh, a, a way to appear safe by association. Tokenism as a way to appear safe by association. So their grievances is, I guess, that they weren't uh, they weren't um, as woke as they pretended to be. Is that what that means? I don't even know what that means. Then here's their list of demand skins. You've got their grievances. Here's what they wanted. Um, public acknowledgement of their issues and the, and, and accountability uh, for their grievances and the harm caused um, immediate payment to these employees, as well as um Oh, it's hard to read here, as well as the fact that they wanted the business, the owners to immediately basically. Uh, dis- it's kind of confusing how they're wording it here. Let me try immediately redistribute the business to the employees. So basically hand the business over. They don't really explain. It's kind of confusing. They don't, they don't explain what redistribute means. But basically, they're saying hand the business over to us, the employees. Yeah, good luck with that. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. So how did the so basically and this is straight up communism. This is the this is workers unite crap. This is we don't care that you as the business owners are the ones that took out the lease for the for the location. We don't care that you're the that you are the ones that took the probably took out a small business loan or some type of loan and invested your money and risked your money and assumed all the financial responsibility, the financial risks as well as the legal legal uh, responsibility here and the legal, legal liability. We're the ones showing up and frothing some milk. So we think we're the most important people in the room here. So hand over the business to us. That's what's going on here. And these business owners were too stupid to realize that that was always the end game. That's the end game, not just of these employees. It's the entire end game of wokeism. Complete seizure over all of your property. Seizure over the means of production. Seizure over your money. To be redistributed to those who didn't earn it. That's the end game. So how did the how did these owners respond, Skins? They did a video 
that libs of TikTok is is basically saying it looks like a hostage style video in which they repeatedly repeatedly apologized. They apologized for being gentrifiers. Um, Egghart spoke next to Parikh saying, quote, we're we're going live as part of a radical accountability process. We're complicit in the gentrification and anti-blackness on 52nd Street. We put our community at risk with our presence as well as our workers. The two owners then agreed to attempt to hand over ownership of Mina, saying, quote, with the guidance of the workers and the black and brown workers collective, we're trying to raise funds to buy the business and turn it over to our staff. So they had evidently they had some kind of loan out there that was not transferable to the business. Okay, commie commie workers out there. Typically, somebody starts a business with a loan that they've gotten. And that means they don't really own the business. Whoever holds the note owns the business. You idiots, you morons. So now they're trying to raise the money so that they can pay off whoever they borrowed the money from. However, <laughs> the owners of the property that were leasing out this sad, sad enterprise decided they didn't want to be dealing with this crap anymore at their location and they put their property up for sale and Mina's is now out of business. Oops. Yep, oops. So now the owners, I don't know, did the the owners that were going to try to raise money to buy off, pay off their loan, are they still on the hook? Um, I'm not sure of any bank or financial institution that gives out business loans. It's going to go, well, you know, we're good. You don't have to pay us anymore. I mean, I guess they could file in bankruptcy court and take their chances depending on and and have. I don't I don't know um, if they're going to file BK or not. But here's here is go woke, go broke. Or as Donald Trump would say, everything woke turns to beep. This is the perfect story that everybody needs to read as to the communist crap that's being pushed on kids in schools. Remember how we had Bob Walters on and we were he was reading to us from a curriculum that was being taught out here to like seventh graders. And it was and it was all about um, here's so and so they work at they work at a hamburger joint. The owner doesn't do anything and he makes a million dollars a year. The manager doesn't do much either. And he makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. The workers that who flip the burgers are only making $12 an hour and they're doing all the work. Now, the, now here's what should happen. The, uh, the manager should share his salary and split it evenly. And it was just all communist crap. And here's the reality of communism and what it does to businesses, not to mention the fact that everyone involved here is a racist and a bigot with their anti-white rhetoric and their pro-black and their pro-skin color because we're supposed to all be Americans. And quite frankly, their business, their hiring practices were discriminatory and in violation of the law. It wasn't about hiring the right person for the job. It wasn't about lifting up a community. It wasn't about anything but wokeness. And you know what? I'm glad the business went under because when you discriminate, when you come from a place, this isn't about inclusivity. It's about exclusivity. It's well, a, should have turned right to the employees and said, no. Well, they should have never started a business that's based on the idea of anti any group of Americans based upon their skin color. And that's what's going on. That's what's going on. So I'm glad they failed. 
because I'm always going to celebrate the failure of racism and bigotry and the failure of an of a blatant attempt to try to further the cause of Marxism in this country instead of uh, furthering the fact that we are the greatest country that ever that ever existed. And there's a reason why our free market system of individual liberty, individual freedom and freedom for for the markets and business created the greatest amount of wealth, the greatest amount of prosperity for the largest percentage of its population than any other country in the world. And it wasn't based on crap like this. So that's my this is starting Tuesday out with a feel good story. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. I'm going to share my thoughts on this Brittany Griner story. Um, she's she's being hailed as the poster poster girl for victims everywhere, international victims, and I'm wondering whether or not we should care. Do you care? 888-344-1170. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Whoever saw that TV show, Locked Up Abroad? I used to love that on Discovery Channel. True stories of Americans being stupid um, and, and even other citizens around the world um, smuggling drugs around other countries, getting busted, and getting locked up abroad. Okay? Sound familiar? Brittany Griner? So we've got us a WNBA. Who knew there was such a thing as WNBA? <laughs> like, who's really watching women play basketball professionally? Okay, anybody watching that? Come on now. I don't even watch the men. I don't even watch men play uh, professional basketball. I'm not interested in women. But anyway, evidently some people do watch this. Um, Brittany Griner, who, who I'd never heard of before, got arrested in Russia um, because she was had... Um, cannabis vaping pens or whatever they are um, basically pot she basically brought pot with her it got confiscated at the airport and she's been arrested and um the u.s government hasn't really done anything to get her out evidently um and, and this should, and, and by the way how many people know that if you don't know it let me tell you that the united states constitution the one that the left hates so much um they certainly appreciate it when they get arrested uh, around the world, and then so many Americans seem to think that the U.S. Constitution follows them. But I'm an American. When you're in another country, the U.S. Constitution does not follow you. You are subject to the laws in whatever country you're in. And depending on where we're at dipl- diplomatically, you might be there a buku period of time. So Brittany Griner's people are upset that Joe Biden hasn't done anything to get her out. Right. Although headlines say this is a very personal matter for Joe. Well, you know, um, it. She's been there. I don't know how long. Um, so far, I don't know how many months. I think it was mid. Oh, it was mid February when she was arrested. The um, family. Uh, she's written a note. Monday, Griner wrote an open letter to, to President Joe Biden, meant meaning public letter to try to put the pressure on the Biden administration. Um, trying to get released. Please do all you can to bring us home. Griner wrote. I don't know who us is. I've voted for the first time in 2020 and I voted for you. I believe in you. Um, who she voted for should have absolutely nothing at all to do with whether or not the, the United States State Department gets her out after she was busted committing a crime in another country. And by the way, Biden is kind of in a spot here because Russia is supposed to be the worst, you know, the worst of the worst. So if he gets her out, then how does he continue with the narrative that Putin is just the worst, you know, non-human to ever drag his, his knuckles across the, around the world, right? 
as I sit here in a Russian prison, prison alone, <laughs> it's like such a bad novel. Yeah, you know what? Am I laughing? I, you know, I wouldn't want to be her. But then again, I pay attention when and I don't break laws when I'm in, in other countries. I don't break laws here. I certainly don't think that I'm so important because I'm some, you know, ball player in the U.S. that I think that I've got the right to just do whatever I want to do and not even pay attention to the laws in other countries and then or also be dumb enough to think as an American that, you know, I can the State Department's just going to come and get me out, whatever I do. The sense of entitlement by this woman is absolutely despicable to me. And her coach said if she was if she was a man, she would be out. That it's because she's a woman and she's gay and she's black. Wrong. Sorry, dude. She tried to sell drugs in Russia. Dude would be in the same predicament. Well, she didn't try to sell drugs. She was just busted with in possession. She was in possession of, of illegal substances. Who does that? As I sit here in a Russian prison, alone with my thoughts, and without the protection of my wife, family, friends, Olympic jersey, or any accomplishments, I'm terrified I might be here forever. Can you tell me why you care about wearing your jersey? What? What? And Andrea, even if you had drugs here in the U.S., wouldn't you think, hey, different laws, different countries might want to play it safe, not take them with me? On the 4th of July, our family normally honors the service of those who fought for our freedom, including my father, who is a Vietnam War veteran. I mean, could you be any more blatant in your attempts to manipulate in order to not be held accountable for what you've done? It hurts thinking about how I usually celebrate this day because freedom means something completely different to me at this time of year. It should make you appreciate it. You should be saying in your letter, I'm sorry that I've made this mistake. And I ask you to do what you can to help get me out. I did at least say I made this mistake unintentionally, but to act like you've done absolutely nothing wrong, the sense of entitlement here. And think about and think about this. On the one hand, her coach is saying, well, it's because she's black and and she's gay. She's a victim. Then on the other hand, she's she's, you know, pushing this pro-America stuff, which is it? Is America America right now, the Biden administration, racist, anti-gay and anti-black? Or 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 is she uh, in which case, you know, displaying an anti-American ideology going on here? Or is she somebody who believes in America? She should be saying, I've never realized or appreciated my country and our freedoms as much as I do sitting here today. That's what she should be saying. I'm now more grateful for never instead of this manipulative crap over her dad in Vietnam. Press Secretary uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre said, the president did read the letter. This is an issue that is a priority for this president. We believe she is wrongfully detained. We believe she believe she needs to come home. They actually changed the designation recently um, to being wrongfully detained, which is, you know, a State Department type of a step showing that they are going to begin to take moves. I have a problem with this. You know, how many Americans are sitting in jails around the country, around the world because of illegal drug possession? Is, Is the State Department working to get them out? This is about wanting advantages and wanting privilege. All right, we'll see you tomorrow night. Be here for Hump Day. Peace out. This is Andrea K. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.